Woo! There we go. We're live. It only took three ones. Three ones, but hey, three ones are better than no ones, I guess. It's just one. Is that like three sevens? Ooh, three sevens is the magic number when you go to Vegas. Ladies and gents, I am so excited today. We get to talk to some special guests, and we'll find out here in a second. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost, love it. I love it. I almost introduced, dude. I had to cut myself off. But James, drop the fire <laughs> intro. Here we go, man. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We love to have San Diego natives on this show. There's just something special about us. Our guest today is in his habitat here on the Business Bros Pod, a lifelong radio host. Our guest is on ESPN, Real Talk San Diego, and is currently the host for Talk with Brett, KCBQ 96.1 FM in North County and AM uh, 1170 in San Diego. Our guest is passionate about highlighting the everyday hero, military, teachers, nurses, law enforcement, first responders, and business owners whose spirit does not allow them to give up and inspires them to give back to the community. So without further ado, please give a warm Business Bros Pod welcome to the 2018 AAU Natural Mr. Universe. Check out them guns. <laughs> welcome to the show, Brett Davis. <laughs> We're ready to oh, rock and roll today. Was that for my bicep pose? Is that why? Oh, I was that was absolutely. That? That I was left the, the fire on pose, for yeah. the bicep pose. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I have, so I have a story. Uh, but first of all, I'm also the CEO of IQ Podcast, which oh, is yes, other than uh, KCBQ Radio, by the way. So that IQ Podcast, by the way, sitting right behind him. It's the big I and the Q and the podcast. <laughs> That's where we spend yep. 12, 15 hour days, right above. Um, Serrano's Mexican restaurant, which I'm highly plugging, and they got great food, margaritas. Dude, any of <laughs> you guys want to? I totally it, fail because I didn't even write that into the intro, and I was staring at it as I was. Uh, yeah, the whole time. I don't, so. believe, I don't believe you failed. You didn't fail at all. <laughs> I'm honored to be swing on your show. Miss. I'm yeah, I'm a fan. You know what? You can swing and a miss, and you can come up in the ninth inning with two outs and win the game. That's. Yes. Absolutely true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. I like the way you think. I love the way you think, Brett. I love it. Hey, I love it. By the way, Brett is in Coronado Ham. He's literally down on the on the on the bay side. His uh his office, like you walk right outside, you can see downtown right right there. Like it's a it's a beautiful Damn. area of Coronado to be in. And his office, I mean, that whole studio setup is legit. Like, I mean, relaxing Looks couches, like nice, great studio, great background. They have this huge map of the world. Why don't you tell me about the map, Brett? So the map is our, our goal, and that's the uh, our market who we're trying to go after. Uh, is there a way that we can show the map, Sarah? Is there a way to get the map on the wall? See so if we can get the map on the wall. We'll, we'll pop that up there. We're going up there right now. Here we go. Oh, nice. So what's going on with the world map? What's the goal? So the goal is uh, to basically get into every city and every country um, – with our podcast and reach people from all over the world, like you guys are kind of doing. 
But um, we're very visual here. So uh, every time, and we're really behind on our stick pins. We just picked up some stick pins last week. So we have to start putting those on there. But the goal is to take over uh, the country, the world, and uh, keep getting more information out there and sharing the information that we have. I mean, even sharing what you guys are doing. What are we going to do today, Brain? Try I don't know. Take do. over the world. <laughs> you were slow on that plug, man. You were slow on that one. <laughs> so, Brett, uh, what what are you, I mean, you guys have been doing all kinds of stuff. 12 hours a day in that podcast studio. Uh, last time I went, you had somebody else behind the mic doing some great, amazing things. What are you doing over there at, podca at IQ Podcasts? We're trying to bring in different stories and different topics and keep it raw. Um, yeah, we love San Diego and we have a strong San Diego tie. But I think, um, as you know, with the internet, everybody, there's so many stories that can be told out there and from different countries and different worlds. And I think people, more than any other time, because of what's going on with the world, because of the, you know, the pandemic, people want to hear information like what we're doing, all of us are doing. Man, that pandemic, dude. I mean, we had a we had a sit down discussion. I don't know how open you are in talking about that sort of stuff, but sure. I mean, and like today, for example, I went to go show a couple properties. Well, show a property to a couple clients, uh, and you know, when when they came in, I, I got to put you know shoe covers on them. I got to give oh, them okay. gloves. They're wearing yeah. their masks, right? Uh, but something happened that was super awesome. Now we were wearing masks, and as they were walking out, we shook hands. I wow. hadn't shaken <gasps> someone's hand in so long. And, and you kind of forget that little bit of connection. And, and you know, it, there's a lot of things mm -hmm. that are positive that have happened because of this pandemic. But there are a lot of things that we've lost. Yeah. Well, I was wearing, I was wearing gloves. So, so you know, I was, I was, that's all right. But there's a lot <laughs> of things. That I actually shook hands with somebody at, uh, at, at uh, lunch. And I haven't shook hands in a long time with anybody too. So maybe people are starting to say, you know what? Um, we're ready to move on. I mean, dude, look at all the, there's, there's all kinds of issues right now with, with, uh, already when pandemic started, they were saying that, you know, 50% of the restaurants aren't going to make it back. There are a lot of restaurants that yeah. are struggling. We just hit that second, you know, shutdown phase. Uh, and, and a lot of these restaurants that maybe had a, had a hint of getting back into the groove of things. Now they've been shut down again. It's dude, like, it, are we overreacting to this thing? Do you think it's an overreaction? Are you asking James or myself? I'm asking you, Brett. I think that um, it's a real thing, just like the flu is. Uh, what I'm not hearing daily is uh, how many people are surviving. All mm -hmm. we hear is a death count and mm -hmm. what percentage of the population is has got it. Or who, Everybody's going to get this thing. We're all going to get it. Yep. It's a and, matter of when. And it, yeah, and so it's going to happen. But I mean, it, we don't, of course, you're not going to be uh, ridiculously dumb and do the things like you're not supposed to do, which is um, why would you want to be around sick people? If people are sick, they need to stay home and get well. Uh, you have to build up a herd immunity. And if you don't do that, even if oh, here's an example, and I know this is a different illness. Um, how many flu shots in your lifetime have, had you, have you had or do you know uh, or have been around? People are getting flu shots forever. But people are still getting the flu, aren't they? Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I know Doesn't people go away. I know people that get the flu shot, and and in a short time they get the flu. Yeah, right. the flu shot That's worked. Right. Why? Why? You know why? You know why? My point is, <laughs> you're, you're different gonna strain. Get, you, you got to. And yeah, I, well, 
it's one of those things like I, I, I that's one of the reasons why I don't get the flu shot because every single time I've gotten it, I got sick. Like I take care of myself pretty well. I, I, I run every day, you know, I, I do my workout, I drink my orange juice. Like I, I try to take care of myself the best I can. And you know, once a year, maybe sometimes I get to skip a year, but once a year I'll get hit with the flu. I'll go down for a couple days, have to, you know, drink some NyQuil, some Gatorade, sure. you know, put some Sleep. sweats on a sweater, sweat it out and, and, and get through it. Right. So, uh, I personally think that this thing um, is political. No matter what side of the, the aisle you come from, whether you're from the left or the right, because uh, there's just too many things. Like I'm saying, the media, eighty uh, percent of the media is owned by about eight in individuals, and so the media has really on, honestly become um, monopolized. They're not like we are. They're not a podcast. They're not fresh, raw, cut to the chase. Um, they have major sponsors that they have to keep happy. So again, this is my theory, and I could be completely asked backwards wrong, but that's okay. I've been wrong many times. Just ask Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, so, if you're married, you've been wrong every day. Just oh, let's I'm, just face I'm, it. I'm, you you exactly. can accept that. <laughs> but, you know, not, again, okay, look, we're not hearing about how many people have uh, are getting well daily. We're only hearing death sentences every day. If you watch TV or listen to those stats every day, it's going to have a mental effect on you. Yeah. You're gonna sure. you're gonna think the the sky is falling, like yeah, everything I mean, you see in the news is is one of those negative stories. We've had like uh, four suicides in Coronado off the bridge. Uh, maybe I think it's at least three or four in the last. No, there's actually was a couple more, Sarah. There's been about three or four in the last week. Young ki young kids, I think. Jesus, what? Jeez. Yeah, and and you know this is uh you know they have they have a whole life to live and you know they're so tied to social media and everything that they're doing that i mean is it really that bad to where you have to end your life i mean i think here's the thing also um i think that when this uh whoever wins the election i think a lot of this is going to go away um as far as the, the pushing for everybody to stay down and stay away like this but um it's the the uh, covid's been around uh, in, in different numbers covid has been around for a while anyway uh, the strain that's around now, of course, is a new one, but um, it, it really is affecting senior citizens. And those, and, yeah. This, and you're, not, you're not, I mean, not to say the people that are younger are not getting it, but the people that are really have immune systems that are um, challenged are the ones that are really having problems getting over this. And, you know, the one thing, the other thing we're not talking about, uh, we're not talking about survival rate. We're not talking about, um, why aren't we talking about what we need to do to strengthen our immune systems? to fight this thing why aren't we hearing that we're hearing a lot of suppression of information there's a lot of you know when you have something even from from medical staff even from doctors uh when they talk about anything that is remotely you know i don't even want to say cure because this virus not really a cure but a treatment that has uh positive effects you've seen a lot of people get shut down as uh, misinformation and and you know and, and I don't know if it's if it's true or not but in my opinion everything starts off as a hypothesis right everything starts off as you know this is what is working for my particular patients this is what I've seen that works and then let let the market start to decide let the let other you know medical staff critique it let other people in that scientific community decide you know give you their analysis of things and and we'll figure out what's what's going on here in the short term but when we cut off that information we're cutting off the ability to have some of that creativity to set, to have some of that 
uh, inspiration from what other people are doing. So we've had we've had, some, we've had some people that are involved, and I agree. Uh, we've had some people that are involved working in hospitals that have come into the show, and I don't like to use names because I mean I don't like to to do that because that's you know I don't want anybody to get in trouble first of all, but they've seen you know uh, on the news where their their rooms their emergency rooms uh, are full right, mm-hmm. and they go into the rooms and there's nobody there. <laughs> this was like in the last two three weeks we're talking about. Uh, there was an individual on that works for a heart surgeon, and he's like, uh, and I won't say the hospital because I don't, I'm not going to do that, but it's a major, well-known hospital. Uh, and there was nobody in that room, and the new, the media was saying it was completely booked and full. So this guy right away is like, you know, and there was more of these types of things that were going on, and he's like, he said at that point he realized that there, there's something going on other than what's going on. Yeah, and, and same, same. In the mean, in in the meantime, like there's other things besides COVID, uh, things that are being affected through uh, through law. And I wanted to get your opinion on this stuff because I know you're you're pretty well versed in what's going on. Uh, lately, California. I'm not, judge, I'm not an expert or a doctor, but I'm just. I'm no, just no, 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 no. I'm I'm know? taking a left turn on the on the on the on the COVID. Uh, Late, uh, California judge orders Uber and Lyft to consider all drivers as employees. Did you hear about that? No, that's but they've been working hmm. at that for a long time. They have, but it's, it's just finally it's just California only. Uh, according to this, to the article I read on NPR, it right now it's just the the courts in California. Now they're going to fight it. They're going to continue to fight it. You know where that starts from, right? Yeah, that started from the taxis, right? That's well, no, well, that's part of it. But the, a lot of this started being um, under the mat the microscope when. The law passed where independent contractors, they're trying to get away, get, get rid of independent contractors. Oh, uh, AB, uh, yeah, yeah. AB, 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 what, five or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Right. It's the, the ABC rule. Right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. I mean, uh, so I mean, you know, a lot of these uh, drivers are independent contractors, right? Mm hmm. So and I mean, they all are technically. There's a shift in the state to get rid of independent contractors. And they've been trying to figure out how to do it legally and in a way, but it's really, I think, in a way, kind of bit the state in the ass because there's a lot more involved with that. Uh, not everybody can afford uh, insurance for employees. And so that circumstance worked out really well. What about the small businesses that operated that way? And maybe it's a one-man show and that's how he made it. Now, I understand there's ways around it, but it's made it more difficult. I mean, and we know California is not a pro-state business. I mean, Elon Musk recently um, took his uh, his uh, truck that he's going to be who is going to be building here. He took it to, to, to Texas because there's more uh, more flexibility there for him. It's a it's a giant money grab. It's 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 really what it comes down to. Uh, you know, being able to hire employees is um, it's almost it's almost too difficult to even want to go that route. Like in California, you're talking about you're talking about you know withholding. I mean, you're withholding. Uh, Social Security, Medicare, anyways, across the country, federally. But then in California, you also have state, you know, you have your disability insurance. You also have the, your your local tax rate withholding. And then beyond that, right, beyond that, they're asking for additional benefits, right, to maintain, uh, you know, to what, what happens if there's an accident? What happens if, uh, you know, your vehicle is being worn, uh, there's wear and tear on your vehicle? And and this is not like a you you clock into an office, you know, you have a manager overseeing you. There's there's nothing like that. These people in in these ride shares are turning on work when they want to, turning it off when they don't want to. You don't know what's going on outside of that, 
right? So, you know, you don't, you don't know if the guy was at the bar hanging out and then decided to get in his car and, and do ride share. There's, there's none of that uh, accountability all the way through where you can check those types of things, yet we want to run them and manage them like employees. And that's kind of that's that puts companies like Uber and Lyft in very difficult positions, especially since they've built a platform that has been beneficial to so many people, not just as a driver, but as you know, you and I as a pedestrian being able to drive less because I can go to a bar, hang out, not even have to worry about it, call an Uber and Lyft and have and be home safe. Amazon, uh, did they, are they still also doing the same thing? Where they have uh, people that, that um, basically go to work for them and uh, they kind of responsible for their own taxes and their own gas and their own insurance. I mean, I know they were doing that for a while or are they just for delivery. Yeah. Uh, so my understanding when it comes to their delivery it isn't that they have um, like contractors like uh, UPS has actually been doing that for a long time. UPS has contractors that pay for all their own stuff um, with Amazon. They actually sponsored uh people to start their own businesses do um amazon delivery we actually have a bunch of companies that do amazon delivery in our book of insurance so we actually insure those guys okay it's good so to we know, know that they they gave they gave the plan they gave the business plan they said this is what you're gonna do you're gonna build your entire business around delivering for amazon and here's some Here's some funds to do that. It's pretty cool. I mean, Amazon's growing so fast. They need all the help they can get. Like, you know, and eventually they're going to systematize that process too. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I go out, you know, to the mall or drive by the mall, because I don't go in the mall these days, you drive by the mall, there are tons of Amazon trucks at Plaza Mania mm-hmm. just parked, right? I mean, they're- We insure some of those. Yeah, they built fleets and and are using probably different companies like you're describing to help uh, facilitate some of these drops. Just wait till Amazon starts, you know, drone dropping packages. I mean, that's going to be a whole different ballgame. Sure it but, is. But I mean, the, the future is upon us, right? Like, again, how difficult it is, is it, you know, California makes it so difficult for companies to get started here that we're not able to employ the number of people. It's way too uh, difficult to bring an employee on. I might as well implement a humanless system, right? Well, yeah, there's a reason why um, Texas, uh, for a period of time, was actually reaching out to San Diego, California businesses and flying people over to Texas to show them hmm. the benefit for what it would be to do business over there. In a lot of cases, they would even give them startup capital to restart their businesses over in Texas. Better hope it was a full day. Spring or fall, that's the only time. (laughs) Why? You better have a a tank because when it hails, man, you get blunted to death with those uh, those hails. Exactly. Right? But I've been been to Austin, and Austin's a nice city. Um, It's beautiful. Well, Austin, I mean, there's Austin. a reason why there's a reason why a lot of major companies are moving there. I mean, isn't it in that area? Isn't it uh, no state income tax? Also, exactly. And 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 that's and think about it. The great country of Texas. I mean, that state is so big. I mean, it's it, it's 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 got its own. It should have its own military. <laughs> it's probably going to secede here if it doesn't probably get does. its way here soon. <laughs> but uh, but it, it operates on property taxes. So, so there is no, there is no state tax, income tax. Their property taxes are a little higher than ours, I think, in some cases. Right, but it's, it's okay. Really, but you can get some really good deals on, um, on houses over there and, and nice lots. 
Well, well, if you, you know, the weather, the weather's the weather is a little. Uh, it's it's very hot, as you know what, and then it uh, it rains like a like a it storms. But you know, I've been there, and it's it's really you know. Um, I lived in in uh, Phoenix for a while years back, and you know, it really wasn't that bad. If you I mean, because first of all, if you get up early in the morning, which most people do that I know that are in business, they get up early anyway. You really don't go out till later in the evening anyway, because you're working all day. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can beat the heat that way, you know, and you have more money to travel because you're, you know, it is cheaper to live in other places. And what's, let's be honest. I mean, um, I mean, have you seen this, the sizes of the new homes that they're trying to, to talk people into buying? What here? Tiny homes? Yeah. Oh, it gets, I mean, it gets crazy. But look, here's the you- other plus side to Vegas to, uh, to Texas too, is because they're inviting businesses because they're in, in enticing businesses to grow over there, your earning potential is higher and, and you're keeping more of that dollar. So the fact that you got to pay the 3% in, in property tax is not a big deal. You're keeping more of your dollar that you're earning on a regular basis. And you have the potential to do whatever, you know, grow a business, open up a shop, you know, become that entrepreneur or have that side hustle on top of your regular job. Like it, the opportunity is there. That's different than over here where everything has a rule and they're trying to shut you down. It feels like in every turn that you, that, that you do, like there's no, if you're not family owned and operated and you try to hire somebody else that's outside of your family, now you got, you know, on top of all the, all the local taxes, you still got workers comp, you still got benefits back there. I mean, there's all kinds of different stuff. How do you compete? You leave. Well, even minimum wage is higher here than any other state too, right? That's ridiculous. It's like almost fifteen bucks by the, by next year. I think it's going to be fifteen dollars. People can't survive. I on think they did way. that in Washington too. Did they? I think so. Washington and Oregon, if I remember right. Yeah, but see, what's going to happen is, is um, as you know, because you're business owners, and I've been in business since I was twelve, and I've always had some type of business. I've always been involved. I love the whole entrepreneurial spirit, and know you know you learn a lot from it. Um, first of all, you you work longer hours because. And it doesn't seem like it because you love what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have your rough days, but you know, if you have your rough days, at least you're doing it on your hour. It's different than yeah. telling you what to do and then being kind of like a slave to somebody else's um, dream. I, I would rather work longer hours, but with that being said, uh, we take the gamble and the state steps in and the county and yeah, they do a lot of great things, but um, they're going to push a lot of good businesses out of, out of California. I mean, there's just no question unless California decides. Yeah, I know it's number the number five of six economy in the world. And I know that they can rest on that. And that's a great thing. But they're going to lose a lot of good businesses that are eventually uh, and they already are. They're leaving. And that's and there's going to be more to come. It's just changes made. Well, it feels like the moment you become successful, you get penalized and you can you can track that not even just to individual state, the way our tax system is is created, that progressive tax system. I mean, the more it literally the more successful you become, the more penalized you you get. It's almost like why even reach the next level? My next dollar is going to be taxed at, you know, 35 percent or 40 percent or 39 percent, whatever you're at in, in each individual tax bracket. Why move up to that next level? Why encourage success? I mean, it's already designed to be against you. And yet, we still go out there as entrepreneurs and try to grow. Heck yeah. Because right? I mean, I mean, if you're if you're in the 40% bracket and making a million dollars, you're still making 600 grand a year. Yeah, it's not but so that's, bad. And, yeah, but that's that's kind of my point. Like, you know, why why work so hard? But is that is that uh, here's the thing, is that settling? 
No. Are you, just like, or are you saying, oh, 600,000, you know, that's all I need to make. And here's the thing. Everybody's got their own thing that drives them. Me personally, I don't like to, to settle. I'm the kind of person, even at my age, I'm still as hungry as I was when I was 20. I get up every day. I jump out of bed. I'm excited about the day. There's things I go after. It's like you guys do. And I think once you stop having, uh, once you get set on a number, uh, you start you start to lose passion for what you're doing, I think. I could be wrong. I think when you have those little numbers that you reach, those little goals that you keep stretching for that you finally make, uh, it gives you more fire to go after more. And not to say you want the money for greed or to, not, to buy, you know, things that are, you know, elaborate, which is, you know, if that's your thing, that's great. Uh, I look at being a, a business owner as a way of um, having more say-so in the things that I really want to do with my life and for my family. Well, Hell I yes. like the I like the challenge, right? Like, I, I mean, he, people who are entrepreneurs and people who are successful entrepreneurs tend to be more like uh, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's, and the the Tiger Woods of the world. They're not really competitors. competing with other, yeah, competitors, I've right? I've interviewed all three, by the way. Really? What? Yep. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a little diversion here. What was that like? Which let, let's except start Kobe. off. Actually, except Kobe, excuse me. Except Tiger Kobe, Woods, Michael Jordan. There was another one you said. What was it like? Okay, so I mean, I've interviewed a, a lot of people now, but even to, but to get like a Michael Jordan to to do that kind of interview, I mean, I always hear how how humble a guy he is and how how chill a guy he is, but what was it like from your perspective interviewing him? So first of all, um, I interviewed him not knowing I was going to interview him. I was at the time living in uh, Arizona. Remember, I told you I lived in Phoenix for a while, and I was working at a resort over there called the uh, the, the uh, Phoenician in Scottsdale. And I was a, um, it's kind of, the job was, they kind of nicknamed it the wish granter, but it was basically a high profile, um, you know, anything they wanted, I would get them. What's the, what's the name of that hotel job again? Concierge. Concierge. So one day I got a call from my boss and said, hey, Michael Jordan's coming in. I'm like, really? Because like, you know, you, after meeting people a while, you realize everybody's the same. Yeah, they drive, arrive, they drive a different car, they wear a different watch or live in a different house. But after a while, to me, everybody's pretty much the same. What, what comes out at the end is, are they a good person? Are they, you know, are they sincere? Are they nice? You know, are they family people? Those are things that, you know, I, I look for uh, as even then. And so when I heard he was coming in, I wasn't really impressed. I mean, I heard, you know, to me, he was, he had a job that he did very well. It's like, that's, that was his job. Like your job or my job. We're supposed, we're supposed to go out to be our best and do our best, right? That's what we're mm -hmm. supposed to do. He made a lot of money doing what he was doing because he was really he's one of the best at what he did. So I wasn't impressed when I when I heard I was going to meet him. So when I did meet him, he says, "Hey, uh, you know, he was playing. He had just retired from um, the Bulls." He said, um, "Can we can we chat a little bit?" I said, well, "I do this little interview thing, but I'm not really interviewing." I said, "I have this. I was thinking about doing interviews, and I I hadn't really taken the jump yet, and I was doing it without even really thinking about it." So I interviewed him, and I said, "Hey, well, I'm going to interview him." um later sometime would it be okay he says sure so we went to the ballpark and uh, i didn't know if i was going to like the guy he seemed kind of um because he was quiet sometimes quiet can be um taken as um conceited if you don't know mm -hmm. somebody and so i miss i miss um at a misconception of michael jordan and so mm -hmm. i went and dropped him off and then and i thought oh, he's, this guy's just a name he's a marketing guy you know he's a great basketball player I got there at nine o'clock on a Friday night and I heard somebody in the batting cage. You can hear the balls 
cracking. You know, when somebody hits a baseball, the yeah, crack. such a beautiful sound. Yeah, it is. Not everybody knows that sound, but if you you know what I'm talking about. So I get to the cage. Uh, all the lights in the field are off except the batting cage. And there's two coaches and there's Michael Jordan, nine o'clock on a Friday night, hitting basket, uh, hitting baseballs. And I thought all the team went out to party and Michael Jordan, not even a sport, is cracking baseballs at nine o'clock on a Friday night. <laughs> and I thought this guy is, um, he's, he works his ass off. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what he did with basketball because a lot of people, and he told me this later on, he was uh, dropped from his um, senior or junior basketball team. I think it was junior, maybe That's sophomore. Crazy. He never made it. He, got, he didn't make the cut, but he had somebody willing to take a risk and said, hey, if you come at 5 o'clock every morning before school, I'll practice with you. So we get, we start driving, and I drive him back to the hotel, and he looks at me, and he said, um, man, I'm beat. He said, but I want to get a bite to eat. I do want to go and party tonight. But that was after he worked hard. It's just cool. I said, I got a question for you. What makes you great? Hmm. He says, nobody's ever asked me that. I says, well, this is your first part of your interview. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's ever asked me that. I says, what makes you great? He says, I'll tell you what makes me great. He says, I find the best coaches, the best lawyers, the best CPAs, uh, the best um, people in their areas of what they do. And I do what they tell me to do, and then I double up what they've asked me to do. That's what makes me great. Hmm. That's powerful right there. And I took that, and I thought, you can apply that to anything you go after. You learn to work. You realize you you can't be great at everything. You look for the people that are great in what they do, and you you find a way to team up or form some type of partnership or agreement, and you learn to work with each other's strengths, and together you can do a magic magic things. But I mean, that really stayed with me because I mean, the guy, you know, was more than a basketball player. I mean, as you can tell, I mean, he's made more money from his clothing line than anything, but he's also um, very humble. Yeah. He's um, one thing I can say, he's not afraid to say what's on his mind either. If he doesn't like something or doesn't agree with it, he doesn't care. He puts it out there. Hmm. So you got to respect that. But I mean, on the other hand, yeah, find the best people to work with and then follow what they say and then put in the hours and the time and double up on everything that you're supposed to do. I love that. So, yeah, I, I feel better then because uh, I, I do I do uh, listen to what my wife says. I, I clean the kitchen twice. Oh, I fold the clothes twice. <laughs> yeah, me, 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 too. me too. I double up on whatever she says and that's right. why the relationship works. <laughs> that, well, exactly. I mean... Winner. Yeah, you got it. You got it down. But, um, and then with, with Tiger Woods, I mean, I'll have to send you, um, the clip. I mean, that was a total accident with Tiger Woods. That was two years ago when I was with, um, I had just started with KCBQ and Sarah and I got invited to the, um, Torrey Pines golf course. What's it called? What's What's it called? The open. So we get to the open and then, um, what, have you been to the open before? I've never been. You have to experience it. Your media, so you have to try it next time. You need to try it again, and even if it's just to take in how they um, organize and arrange everything. You can learn a lot by watching what they do because they do it so successfully. And even if you're not a golf fan, um, you can take those skill sets watching what they do, and you can apply it to things you want to do. So we went for the you know to go, and I didn't know. I just went because we were invited to go, and I didn't even know Tiger Woods was going to be there. Really, I mean. I, I think I heard when we got there that he was going to be, but I never put any thought into it. 
it was like eight o'clock in the morning. We go into a tent. There's maybe, and I looked at Sarah and you have people from uh, NPR and you have like, you know, ESPN people and um, just really big, strong media names. And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is like, we're out of our league. I mean, and these guys, I walked in, I'm like, Hey guys, how you doing? Good morning. They just looked at you. They wouldn't say anything. They mm. had this, this air of excellence. They wouldn't even talk to you. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. They're, they're superior. Okay. And we'll leave it at or that. They think they are. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was like, they got, they're like, I mean, we're all the same, right? At the end of the mm-hmm. day, right? These guys mm-hmm. were on a whole different, just, I mean, one guy was nice, but everybody else is just as arrogant. So we sat in the second row and not knowing who's going to come in. And it was Tiger Woods. Literally could touch the guy who was right in front of me. And everybody was talking about his stroke and, you know, how his game was going and all about the game. And I looked at him and I, I put my hand up and then they, they pointed to me. They only picked about six or seven people to ask questions that day, by the way. So I got lucky. I guess the guy felt sorry for me or something. I don't know. <laughs> and he pointed to me and I'm like, I got a question for you, uh, Tiger. It's first of all, welcome to San Diego. But, um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, um, I, it went something like this and it may not be probating because it's been a few years, but I, I was thinking, you know, the rate he was going, I didn't think the guy was going to survive. I thought he was going to overdose or he was going to crash into a tree and die. It seemed like he was on this suicide mission. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. Mm-hmm. This was around the time uh, with this whole wife fiasco. Yeah. But even then after that, there was still, he was getting, you know, DUIs. This guy was like, really, he went from, from yeah. the very top to, I mean, he hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, what was the turning point? And he mentioned about his father and his kids. His father's been gone for a while, but I mean, he didn't want his kids to remember him that way. And he, he kept seeing his father in his mind, which is very powerful. And his father wouldn't approve of the way he was living. So that was a big turning point. Um, it had to do more about his family, his kids. It came down to that because all the money in the world doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day, whether you win or lose, you have a family. And mm-hmm. it depends on you. And they look up to you. You have to be somewhat of a role model and responsibility to, to that, I think. And I think, he caught, I think he got that. The other thing he said that um, he completely trained the way, changed the way he was living. He was eating more plant-based. And he got away from uh, the gym and decided to go back outside and do hiking. And because he couldn't run anymore, he says, I can't run anymore. I got a body of a 67 year old guy now. So I, I basically just have to keep practicing my swing. And I do a lot of diving now. I let my body relax and I dive and I'm, I'm in the ocean. I'm doing things to heal my body and my mind. So he said, Thank you for the question. And but he kind of smiled and, and gave me the thumbs up. And then we, we parted ways. But the next day I found out that that, that interview went worldwide across the world for every golf, every golf channel, every golf individual. And then uh, there was everybody in the world saw that interview, that quick, quick little spot. But I thought it was nice that we talked about something that had nothing to do with golf. It had to do with him as a person, the person. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've gotten out of you today, by the way, right. Is, is when, when you talk to people, you talk to people, right. You're not talking to athlete. You're not talking to superstar. You're not talking to brand, you're talking to the person. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we as content creators often get caught up in building our brand or building our, you know, mm-hmm. developing our logo or trying to get the likes or the views. And the truth is, if we just talk to people as people, if we find out who they are and what their story is and what they're doing and 
and listen, learn, and then ask questions that you actually want to know about that person. Then you might have clips that go worldwide on multiple ESPN channels because you actually cared about the person you were interviewing. It never Genuine curiosity. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I think I think at the end of the day, we we're all human beings and we all uh, we may financially be in different levels of things like that. But at the end of the day, we all have kids. We all have wives. Well, some of us do. We all have uh, <laughs> bills, we have responsibilities, we have health, we have because even if you have all the money in the world, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, the bottom line is, um, what do we all have in common? I mean, no matter what level, whether you're whether you're here or you're here or wherever you're at, what do we have in common that we all can connect with? And somewhere along the way, I think that's why this country and this world has, um, you know, we all bleed the same, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, we all have um, challenges that we have to overcome. And I think the more we can learn from each other, which I think we've lost that out of this whole um, pandemic, we've we stopped being human to each other. There was a time where people could be different and disagree and say, well, that's cool. You got your opinion. I got mine. Let's go get a beer. Let's forget about it. You know, it's no... No, no big deal. You could, you think your way, I think mine, but it doesn't mean we're going to hate each other. But now we've got no point where some, and I, I don't know if it's the younger generation and the 20 something group. I don't know if it's just as a whole, I haven't figured it out yet because I'm trying not to put too much time into it because it's to me, it's negative, but somewhere we, we've learned to not have discussions and it's wrong. If you disagree, you have to stop being a person's friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sensitive is, uh, is, is taking over. You know, it's funny because I was I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, and it's it's one of my buddies that we go down all kinds of different conspiracy theory rabbit holes. So we we're <laughs> talking about you know aliens and Illuminati and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, and eventually, it got so philosophical. I was like, "Hey, man, like, what do you think like the meaning of life is? Like, why why are we here? If we're going, you know, we're talking <laughs> aliens and all kinds of stuff." I was like, "Well, what's the purpose of us being here?" And he gave me a, a really good answer. He's like dude, to spread positivity and love. Like that's the only real reason why we're here. That's a good answer. And, by the way. Know, I would have said the same thing, by the way. Yeah. And, and that's, and you know, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? That's, that's probably why when I wake up in the morning, I'm happy because everything I do during the day is trying to help somebody, whether it's trying to help them on the financial side, whether it's trying to help motivate them to get up and get healthy. Uh, sometimes it's just listening to somebody and telling them, stop acting like a little bitch and stop being a victim because you have power to change your life. Like sometimes it's that kind of conversation, but it's always in the sense of trying to help somebody always trying to trying to spread that positivity and that love. So I'll give you an example. I've lost a lot of friends during this period of time because I've, I have a, I have an opinion for, uh, I, I never used to like to get too strong into my thoughts and my beliefs, but I'm really worried about our country. I'm worried about all of our citizens in this country because um, we are in a situation where we can lose a lot of our rights and nobody even realizes it because all they're seeing is how we're going to be taken care of by the government. And as you know, the government doesn't take care of us because look at how they're taking care of the businesses now that they're closing. Are they <laughs> going to take care of those businesses? Absolutely not. In healthcare, you're not going to get, you're going to get a standard healthcare that everybody else gets. I'm about to say we, we all need healthcare and I do think it should be universal but uh, I think we should be able to make the choice who our doctors are. I don't want to go to somebody that I don't want to go to. I want to be selective with my doctor. Um, anytime you let government take over your life, um, you are a puppet. And anytime you give up your freedoms, you're a puppet. And there's a reason why communism doesn't work. I mean, if it was such a great thing, why are so many people in socialistic and communistic countries trying to come to the United States? Hey, we're not a perfect country. 
No countries are. But you know what? We've done a lot of great stuff. And you know, when it comes down to it, everybody's bashing. A lot of people are bashing this country. But you know, the first time anything happens in the world, we're usually one of the first ones to show up and help out. Mm-hmm. Even with people that talk crap about us. And yeah, we got some challenges. We're not perfect. Let's take the president even out of the equation. We're just talking as a, the country as a whole. And this country is a great country. There's a reason why people, immigrants from all over want to come here. Now, with that being said, um, being an immigrant is what this country was based on. You know, we all come from somewhere other than the United States. I mean, and uh, more immigrants have come here and have done more of their lives than they could have in the countries that we're in. I they wouldn't have come here. And they have. They've done very well. I think in some way we have a right, other than paying taxes, we have the right to be able to reach out to our fellow people that are around us that are maybe, you know, and that's what I love what you guys do. Um, you're, you're great at getting messages out. But there's somewhere along the way where we have to learn to be mentors and help each other out, help businesses out for no reason at all. Just for no reason at all, just to be there for each other. You can't rely on the government for this stuff. You can't. No. And, 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 you know, the, the, there's something I really agree with you uh, on is that you know, when you give up your freedom for security, when you're, when you're looking for that maximum security, we have a place called prison for that. And, you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to give up all your freedoms for the sake of security. You do want to make sure that people are taken care of. You do want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're those who can't eat, have food on the table. Those who are sick get taken care of. Uh, and, and there's always going to be an argument of, you know, who pays, who does this, who does that. But I'm, I'm with you that this whole thing about spreading that positivity, like we always come to the aid of people. We always do. And I think that is not only a, a country trait, but I think that's an individual American trait. And I, for the most part, I think people are good people. And when they see a problem, they, they try to help in the way that they know how, in the way that they can. And I think that's what makes uh, our democracy great. And and I'm gonna and sadly, uh, communism does work. Uh, it doesn't work in the socialist in the socialism way that we wanted to. It doesn't treat its people the way we wanted to. But the Chinese are proving that having a communist regime uh, really works for expanding in their country. And yet, inside that country, the people are frustrated and their sparks getting ready to fly. So you know. It, does you know does one work over the other i don't know all i know is that here people like each other more and there people hate their government more so i i don't know what i'm with you i don't know what the answer is when it comes to to politics but i do know that we as people we're good to each other like be good to each other be be positive help each other out as human beings and i think that goes a long way uh and when we have hiccups you know we will have uh, tyrants. We will have bad presidents. We will have great presidents. We will have, you know, worlds at, at war and we will have worlds at peace. But in the end, if you're a good person to your neighbor and those around you, that speaks volumes for your own personal life. In my need, opinion. And we need more, we need more good neighbor stuff right now than ever. Yes. People got to learn to respect each other again. We could be different and disagree on certain things, but uh, I had a friend the other day who's completely far in a different direction than I am. Very intelligent guy, very sharp. And um, he, he said, you know, he called me up. He says, you know, I lost uh, a really good friend of mine since high school. 
we, we got in these political differences of things and he says, I don't want to be your friend anymore. He says, you know, you and I will always talk about stuff and then we'll grab a beer and we'll laugh and we'll talk about it. And you respect me and I respect you. He says, and we never get, I hate, we don't hate each other like that. He says, I don't know where this hate's coming from. I said, you know what it is? I think people are scared and they're unsure. And when that happens, um, people react without mm. thinking. That's the only thing I can come up with. Uh, I have a strong faith and I know everything's going to work out okay. And not only in God, but also in our in our human race. But I do know that if we don't um, stand for our beliefs in this country, um, we're going to be in trouble. And we're going to really have some... If we had a little bit of taste of socialism running out of toilet paper in stores, just a tiny mm-hmm. bit of running out of food, we have no idea what it's like to not have the things we're going to want to have. Not to say that it could get like that, but you know, we never thought what happened recently could have happened the way that it did. Look at all the great inventions and all the great things that came out of this country from, from immigrants. Just you know, across time. Yeah. God, just all the beautiful things and all the wonderful things that were created in the United States. But everybody was from a different country. We have to we need to go back to those roots and lay start um, you know, saying thank you to their to our uh, brothers and sisters, the people that have done all these things and stop looking at each other as black or white or yellow or brown. When I when I look at people, I look at them as the person. Mm-hmm. I don't look at people for their color and stuff like that. I don't get into that stuff. Are they a good person? That's all I want to know. That's it. Brett, you, my friend, have been a great person to have on the show. I sucked Thank the life you. out of the room, didn't I? <laughs> no, man. That was deep. I like that sort of stuff. What's wrong with having like deep, real conversation every once in a while? Like that's that's important like people it's like you said earlier if you feel like you're offended or you feel like you don't disagree and you want to like completely cut off that's your prerogative but i just believe that we need to have some of these conversations you need to realize that you know hate goes on both sides you know you might be absolutely right but as soon as you turn it into hate it's wrong regardless of of how how right you could be and that that it's difficult in the heat of emotions to to think logically about a situation. And, and unfortunately we live in those, in those like, you know, TNT times, man, where you, everybody has a short fuse about their beliefs and their opinions. And if you disagree, you know, they're going to blow it's over and they're on to the, you know, you never hear from them again, but it's okay to disagree. It's okay that we don't agree. It's okay that we have differing opinions. Sure. There's nothing those wrong. conversations. Spark- no, no, I mean, and that's what, what I like about your show. It's very fair. And, uh, you're powerful in, in your media presence, by the way. Both of you do a phenomenal job. Um, I love you. I love your guys' energy and everything you guys do. But you know, the thing is, is you're right. And uh, like your friend said the other day, we're here to love. We're here to love. That's yeah. it. Well, Brett, thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, I mean, we went over a time, but who cares? That's I'm our show. We can do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some salvestas or we'll get some cokes or whatever you guys want. Right, or maybe we'll yeah. go. What's the restaurant right under you? Give him one more plug. Serenos. Yeah, there we go. Maybe we should, we'll go to Serenos and and have a couple we'll drinks some, there. We'll get some ceviche and uh, we can get some uh, whatever you guys want. Yes, making yeah, my mouth yeah. water. <laughs> you guys. All right, all right, Brett. We got to do round two, man. Talk some more deep stuff. I want to have you guys on. Yeah, we definitely can talk about that. I, I'll have you on my radio show uh, one of these times. You guys can come to the studio. Awesome. Heck yeah, I'm we'll down. Do we'll do a different thing with the radio. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Cool. All right, ladies and gents. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure you guys check out IQ Podcast. James, drop that website again on the bottom, iqpodcast.com, right? 
Don't forget IQ the podcast. That's right. Follow at, at IQ Podcast and go to IQPodcast.com. Check out Brett's shows. I mean, the guy's amazing. You guys heard it. Some great stories, some great uh, experiences over life, and some great positive energy. But remember, Brett, again, it's the wives. It's the it's wives. The wives. That's, That's right. Absolutely. They got your back. Otherwise, we have no power, none whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gents. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation. Or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.